0: Ikinagagalak namin sa New Life na makasama ka ngayon sa aming Tagalog Podcast. Aming layunin na malaman mo ang wagas na pagmamahal ng Diyos at ang pagpapalang inilaan niya para sa iyo. Halina't pakinggan ang magandang balita ng Jos. Uncommon people. That's who we are,
1: uncommon people. Amen? We are chosen. We are royalty. Amen? We are special to the Lord. We belong to God. We have been set apart. The real, here, here is the concept of what we are going to be tracking this afternoon. God has called you out of something, and He's leading us into something. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. We've heard this before, right? God did not call you in or call you out just to call you out. The Lord called you out with the intention to bring you in. Yeah. Amen? And the, heart, heart, the, the, the desire of the Lord, brothers and sisters, is that for you and I to come up higher and, and have a revelation, not only, of, uh, not only of, uh, of an uncommon year, but to have a revelation, specifically in 2022, of an uncommon life. To have an uncommon understanding of who we are. And I did not do this in the first two services, but I'm going to do it to you this afternoon. You must be very special. I want to say a little bit about uncommon and the revelation of what, what it means to be uncommon. Uncommon means Uncommon means unlike any other or like no other, unlike anything else. It means like nothing else. Unlike anyone else, like no one else. What it means, brothers and sisters, when God calls you to live an uncommon life, you are to be different. Not only that you are to be different, but you're also intended by God or purposed by God to make a difference. Amen? You are called to be different and you're called to make a difference. Uncommon. Everybody say uncommon. Unlike any other, unlike anything else, unlike anyone else. Like no other, like nothing else, like no one else. It means unprecedented. When you talk about being uncommon, it means that nothing has nothing like that before. That's why we're called new creations in Christ Jesus. Amen? It is unparalleled. It has nothing, not, not, it's nothing compared, nothing to be compared with it. Amen? You are sanctified. You are set apart. You are called holy. And did you know that the opposite of the word holy is common? You realize that the opposite of being holy is being common. If you, if you are holy, it means that you have been set apart. Your understanding at the end the the the, the, the uh, meaning of being being holy is being you've been you're set apart, you're handpicked by God, hallelujah, and like you are not like anybody else. Amen. You are different, and you are intended by God to make a difference. You are sanctified, you are set apart, you are holy, you are uncommon. You are different. Amen. I want to give you this verse. This, this is actually the, the theme verse for New Life, the Globe, and our theme for this year is uncommon. It's found in Isaiah 48, um, starting from verse 6 to verse 8 in the New Living Translation. It says, You have heard my predictions and have seen them fulfilled, but you refuse to admit it. This is God speaking. Now I will tell you new things, everybody say new things, secrets you have not yet heard. They are brand new, not things from the past, so you cannot say, we knew that all the time. Wow. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new, everybody say entirely new, uncommon things, things you have never heard before. This is actually what God is trying to bring us into. This is actually what God wants you to experience in, in, in 2022. But it all begins with the revelation of being you and I being set apart or you and I being uncommon. Because as long as we look at our, our lives as something common, as, for as long as we, you, you, you have that mindset that you are just an ordinary person, you will always live that way. You will nev- not come up higher to the, to the new levels of, that God has for you because your perception will, will determine your trajectory pretty much. If that is the way you look at yourself, if, that, uh, if you define yourself on the basis of what is happening in your life, your circumstances, your struggles, and then you, you, you judge it on the basis on your present realities, not on your permanent reality in Christ Jesus, you're going to miss it. So I I, might, I want I want to encourage you brothers and sisters and and I, I know I'm I'm still in my introduction but uh, I think it's not illegal to preach right away during your introduction. Amen. are you still there? Tama pa kayo? okay. So we are in living in in uh, crazy times. I mean look what's happening in the world i don't have to elaborate on just the pandemic and everything else that's going on and everything that that's uh, connected to it or attached to it there's so much that we're dealing with it's like left and right and the bible is being you know i mean the, the prophecies of the scripture as far as you know the end times are concerned it's happening right before our eyes and we cannot blindly live this life as if you know we're just surviving and this and that. Now, I'm not trying to belittle, please don't under- misunderstand me. I understand that we, are paying, we have to pay bills. We're dealing with some issues in life. But really, God is encouraging all of us Now, uh, the things that are happening around us are never meant to dictate us, dictate the way we live. God is calling all of us to come out of that kind of life, a life that is, you know, whatever will be, will be. A life that is dictated by the circumstances. A life that is uh, driven, you know, uh, by, by the things that is uh, presented to us or whatever opportunities that are given to you. No, God is calling us to live a higher life as opposed to living a lower life. God is calling us to live a full life as opposed to living a, an empty life. Or, Amen. God is calling us, brothers and sisters, to rise up to the things that He has for us and, and uh, and, and rise, rise up, you know, in spite of what's going on in our lives, the Lord will empower us and strengthen us and enable us to be and to do what He has called us to do if only we'll say yes to Him. Amen? I, I like what Pastor Giselle said this morning. You know, you, sometimes we don't understand, sometimes we don't realize the power of saying yes to God. Sometimes we don't, we, you know, we, we belittle the power of our yes. But ladies and gentlemen, if only we will begin to say yes, even if it doesn't make sense in our heads sometimes, you know, just do it by faith. Just do it by faith. Lord, I, do, I don't understand. I have to deal with this, and then you're calling us to come up higher? I mean, I, I'm, I'm already struggling in this level. What, what is this, Lord God? Why, why are you still calling us to come up higher? Well, exactly. That's basically what God wants and intends, you know, to do in our lives, calling us out of a—, a A life that we know, a life as we know it, into a life as He knows it. Are you with me, church? Amen? And so, God is calling us to live an uncommon life, but before that happens, He needs to give us this revelation of who we really are. We are uncommon people called to live uncommon lives. In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, this is so familiar to all of us. It says, Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you things that you do not know. I don't know if we realize that there are so many things that we are not even aware of. And just because we are not aware of these things doesn't mean they're not happening. Just because we don't know that God is working behind the scenes doesn't mean that God is not working at all. Amen? Are you here, church? So there are things that God wants to bring into our lives, new things, uncommon things. In Isaiah 43, I like it in the New Living Translation. Uh, i like that he started in in verse 15 i think in verse 15 it, it it was as if the lord reintroduced himself to god to his people that that's what happens whenever we we have an encounter with the lord uh the lord will reintroduce himself to us he said i am the lord uh, uh, uh your 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 creator your king your redeemer i've done this before to you i i i I parted the red sea you know i did i, I opened the sea for you i i, I, I performed this awesome miracle but he said in verse 18, I like verse 18, in Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says, but forget all that, it's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. God is wanting us to rise up to new levels. Brother says, come on, give, give it up for Jesus for a minute, come on. Let's just praise Him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because it is the desire of the Lord to take us higher in life. And, and it begins by giving us a revelation of us being uncommon and us being called to live uncommon lives. Um, so it's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. And then he said in verse 19, um, it it says in verse 19 that, uh, don't you perceive it? I'm already doing a new thing. I've already begun. In fact, I'm already doing it. Perception is very important. Uh, It's amazing how God can be doing a lot of things in, in and around us, and then we can still miss it. You know, we, we need God's help, obviously. We need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes for us to be able to see the things that God is doing. I remember when, uh, suddenly remember the, the Shunammite woman. The Bible says that she perceived that this is a holy man of God. Elisha would go back and forth, pass by that area in Shonim, and then, and then all of a sudden, this woman, the, uh, the well-to-do woman in, in, in Shonim, the Bible says that she perceived that this is a holy man of God, and she took advantage of the, the God-given opportunity. I wonder how many opportunities are we missing because we are not perceiving that God is moving. God is at work. Sometimes, you know, God is already giving us, showing us opportunity. Elisha speaks of a God-given opportunity. Come on. That he's trying to bring into our doorsteps, if you will. And he's looking to see who's going to, you know, take advantage of it. God is giving us many, many opportunities to live higher lives, to live uncommon life, to to experience the things that God has paid for already on the cross and all the wonderful things, the benefits of the cross, all the wonderful things that God has for us in this life. And yet, I wonder how many of us uh, are missing these God given opportunities, I mean, I want to encourage you today, rise up in, the, in new levels in terms of perception, new levels, brothers and sisters, in terms of sensitivity. And this woman, this well to do woman in Shunem, took advantage of the opportunity and it led to whole, so many breakthroughs, so many God encounters, hallelujah, that this woman in, experienced because she opened up. She took that first step. I was wondering, was she really, did, did she really take the first step or it was God who initiated that? because to me, it was like it was a setup. To me, it was like a setup. God, Elisha, which represents God in that, in that story, was passing by. I can just picture God in 2022. I can just picture in my spirit that God is, is giving us these many, many, many God opportunities, awesome, awesome encounters, and I wonder how many of us are seeing it, taking advantage of it. Hey, I've noticed, I found out something about, just trivia for, for all of us, that uh, Shonim, did you know that Shonim was actually part of uh, the tribe of Issachar? Wow. Wow. I, I realized, I found it, I, I did a, a bit of study on that, that Shonim was, uh, was a place that belonged to the tribe of Issachar. And here's what I'm trying to get, get, get to this afternoon. Sometimes we belittle, sometimes we underestimate this kind of culture this community. It helps you in your sensitivity. The woman was able to perceive that this is a holy man of God because she lived in that culture of people knowing times and seasons. I want to encourage you church do not belittle, do not undermine your church life. Do not undermine your exposure in the Word, in your life groups. Your presence hallelujah has a lot to do with your, your destiny and your children's destiny and Amen, your future and so many things, brothers and sisters. So I, I want to encourage you to be faithful with your church life. If you are online and you've got some reasons why you still, you cannot come in, we understand that. We pray that uh, soon and very soon you will be here with us in the sanctuary because there's no, there's no substitute to an in-person relationship. I don't know about you. Are you going to marry someone online? or? I mean, if you're really going to live out the full life that Jesus came to give us, Ultimately, ultimately, this is just, understand, this is just a season. Whatever our restrictions, whatever our limitations at the moment, these are not our excuses. These are just for a moment. This is is just a season. Amen? But the design of God is that, that we will not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Amen? It is so, so important. I, I said all that to say that do not miss these God-given opportunities. This, this woman, the this Shunammite woman was able to perceive that this is the holy man of God because she lived under that culture of people being around a community of people who understand times and seasons. So I'm just saying your relationships, your associations, the people you hang out with, you live with, you know, are very, very important because they, it got a lot to do with you being sensitive to the dealings and the workings of God in your life. Does that mean anything to somebody here this afternoon? That's not part of the, the outline, but it's okay. Amen? So uncommon, uncommon, uncommon. I, I really believe. Can I declare a little bit? Can I prophesy a little bit, church? I really believe that this is the year to live an uncommon life. This is the year that you and I are going to live an uncommon life. We've got to make a decision. We've got a purpose in our hearts. Of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit and with the revelation of our being set apart. Hallelujah. Amen, that we are going to live an uncommon life this year, 2022. I feel like Jesus is coming back tomorrow or tonight. I mean, Jesus is coming back soon, sooner than we think. Amen. I mean, the signs are out. I mean, we see this, hear the news, everything that, uh, that back in the day, we could not believe uh, that would ever happen are happening right in front of us. Uh, brothers and sisters, man, I'm telling you, I mentioned this, in the first. I think, in the first service that if Jesus will come back today, sometimes when we talk about the future, we're thinking about that hole in the ground instead of that hole in the sky. Like the trajectory, the position, the positioning of Christians, we are not, you are not waiting for you to die. The trajectory of believers scripturally is this, we are looking forward to the coming back of our Jesus. Rapture, that's what you're looking forward to. That, that is our blessed hope. Not the hole in the ground, but the hole in the sky. Somebody say amen think about that. If Jesus is coming back today, if Jesus will come back today, well, the, the, the doctrine when it comes to rapture, it's, it's an imminent thing. It can happen any moment. Okay? So if it, if it happens today, let's, February 2022, if it happens today, I don't know if you realize, right after that, the rapture happens and then great tribulation happens on the earth, seven years of the outpouring of the wrath of God for the people who rejected Jesus. And of course, also it's got some purpose for Israel. But uh, we don't really Talk so much about that because we are not part of that and we're going back to, we're going to heaven. Anybody who wants to be part of the first trip? Amen. I don't know about you. I think when it comes to rapture, the blessed hope, it's always associated with comfort. Comfort each other with these words. So I really believe that uh, before the great tribulation happens, we're out of here. Amen. Homecoming. I mean, think about this. I, can, can I just excite somebody here this afternoon? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm trying to excite you about your future. I'm talking about the trajectory of our lives as believers. Think about this. If you know some people that already died and they are believers, if rapture happens today, we're gonna see them right, now, right, right away. We, you're gonna see them, you're gonna see your loved ones, your friends that you haven't seen in a while. It's a great homecoming. Amen. We'll be with Jesus. You realize that we will see Jesus face to face? You realize that you're going to be, you're going to be escorted into your mansion? Are you still excited about those things, church? That is our blessed hope. Think about that. I mean, that homecoming, that great, they they call it the great evacuation. We will be evacuated out of here because something's gonna happen on the earth. If it happens today, Jesus comes for His bride, we're out of here, the dead in Christ will rise first, and the, we who are alive will meet Him together in the air. Jesus will receive us as John 15 told us Jesus said, I'm going to my Father's house, and, in my Father's house and many mansions, I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and then I'm going to come back again to receive you unto myself. And that's the picture of the rapture. Jesus is going to receive us in the air, okay? Yeah. All of a sudden, this is uncommon message, right? Rapture. And so, if it happens today, ladies and gentlemen, if it happens today, rapture will happen today, we will be out of here. We will be with Jesus. Seven years of great tribulation, but we'll, be, we'll have the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. We are going to be celebrating this homecoming in heaven. Homecoming. Think about that homecoming. Two things will happen that should excite you. Number one, you will never be sick again. The corruptible will be turned into incorruptible. Number two, you will never die again. Which means the, the mortal will be turned into immortality. I don't know if it excites you, or it excites me. It's something that I need to look forward to. Listen, if it happens today, rapture happens today, I'm not gonna be sick anymore, I'm not gonna die anymore. We'll be with Jesus, homecoming. I'm gonna see my friends, my loved ones. Hey, you made it to heaven. Praise God. So we're gonna be meeting, and of course, you know, I mean, Pastor Moore probably will invite us for a picnic. Pastor Ram, check out our mansion, and then we're gonna go there. And we'll be there, we're gonna have fun. And some people were asking Pastor Will there be food in heaven? Of course. But it's no longer for sustenance, it's no longer for us to survive, it's just for enjoyment. So we're gonna enjoy, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna eat and eat and eat without having you know without being concerned about cholesterol and everything else. And if there if there will be lechon in in heaven, Pastor Edwin, we don't have to worry about anything. Amen. If it happens today these things that I'm talking to you about will happen to all of us just like in a moment in the twinkling of an eye so we with Jesus I don't know about you but it excites me I don't know about you but it, it gives me it gives me this encouragement and empowerment to rise up and and begin to think man I'm not trying to survive here I I'm, I'm called to I'm called out of that kind of life before and God Jesus has given me this life, I, I'm called to live an uncommon life, a higher life, not, a, not, a, not an empty life, not a low life, not a struggling life. I know we still do, deal with a lot of things here. Brothers and sisters, if there are some parts of you that you don't like, wait, wait till rapture happens. You are the most, I, I believe, I'm, I'm, I'll be back with my six pack. I, I think so, now I've got one full pack. But when that happens, praise the Lord, amen? And then, you think it's over? No. Millennial reign. 1,000 years, we're gonna be with Jesus. Think about this. When we go down to this planet back, you know, with Jesus, the rapture, Jesus comes for His bride. Second coming, Jesus comes with His bride. So we come down here on earth. I don't know if you realize there will be people here that are not immortal during that time, but we are immortal. That is exciting. I don't know, but if Pastor Giselle will be called to be the mayor of Europe. Pastor Edwin will uh, reign with Jesus to govern. I don't know this this certain place. I don't know if it excites you. It excites me. For 1,000 years, and everybody will say yes to the will of God. How exciting that is. So if if you've been been bored lately as a Christian, this will wake you up. If rupture happens today, oh my goodness, these things will be happening. Amen? Uncommon life. I'm common life. You might be dealing with some things right now. Financial issues, physical issues. I want to encourage you. That's not all there is to it when it comes to your Christian life. You're called by God to come up higher, to live a higher life. You're called out. We are called out ones, Called by God from that kind of life into a life that's fulfilled in Christ Jesus. You might have a question this afternoon. Pastor how do I enjoy that life? If Jesus has given me this life to enjoy, according to John chapter 10, verse 10, I came to give you life and to have it more abundantly, to have it and enjoy it to the full until it overflows, which is actually a picture of an, a blessed life, becoming a blessing to other people, abundant, overflowing life. Meaning you're not the only one who is satisfied and fulfilled and enjoying it, but other people want to be around you, are blessed with your life. Amen. They're, 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 they get to benefit from the fruits that comes out of your life. That, that's probably the question that you have this afternoon. Pastor Ram, if Jesus has freely given me this life and he said I can enjoy it, and he said this is an abundant life, how come I'm still struggling? I'm, how come I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this and that and I'm not really enjoying this life? How many honest people we have here, we, we find ourselves every once in a while that, said, say, Lord, why am I not, maybe just maybe we are not doing it the way Jesus wants us to do it. Because I I had this thought before, I said, Lord, if I'm going to ask you how to live this life, if I'm going to ask someone how to live this life, might as well ask the author of it. So if if there is someone, ladies and gentlemen, that, that knows how to make this life work, I'm telling you, it's Jesus, the one who authored it. John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, I came to give you life. And I want you to enjoy it, to have it and enjoy it. I want you to have it to the full until it overflows. I wanna share with you some practical things that I have proven out in my life as well, in my journey with the Lord Jesus. And these are some practical things that you can actually do- doable. These are things that you can actually do, no matter how where you are in, uh, in your spiritual walk with Jesus. These are very, very simple things that you can actually do by the grace of God. Number one, if you want to enjoy this life, if you want to experience this life that Jesus came to give you, just very simple things this afternoon, chewable nuggets, if you will. Number one, you've got to make a decision to build your life on earth. I'm talking about your life now. That you make a decision to live it, to build it around Christ. Build it around Christ. Here's reality about many of us, if not all of us. We've heard Jesus say, I came to give you life, which means really that I came to give you my life. He gave, it, he gave His life on the cross for us, paid the penalty of our sin, and, and everything else that is connected to it, the blessings, the benefits, and, and all that. Part, part of the package, pretty much. And then, sometimes reality is this, we, we try to come up with a, a life that is totally different from what Jesus came to give to us. And uh, we thought that when Jesus said, I came to give you life, we took it to mean that Jesus is saying, you have to produce this life. Jesus is not telling us to produce this life. He's simply telling us to receive this life. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been encouraged lately that you should grow up in your believing or grow in your believing, I'm here to encourage you to grow up in your receiving. In other words, you have to open up more to the Lord. In other words, you have to be willing for Jesus to serve you, just like Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to what He said. Mary give, gave Jesus the opportunity to bless her. And it glorified Jesus. In fact, Jesus said, Mary has chosen the best part, as opposed to Martha running around trying to serve Jesus, trying to please Jesus. Now, is serving bad? No, not at all, okay? But then when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus has more capacity to give than we have the ability to be able to accommodate. God has more to give than what we are able to receive in our entire lifetime. And so if we would just give Jesus more, the opportunity this year, brothers and sisters, not to so, not so struggle, I, can I encourage you, just simplify it. Simplify life, it, it's not that complicated. Jesus took the hard part, He has given us the easy part. Just receive it. Why is it easier for us? I said easier, not easy, easier. You know why? Because Jesus already took the hard part. Yeah. Come on, tell me anything, brothers and sisters, when it comes to living life, living a godly life, it's already been given we've already been given you know it's, it's made available readily available by the grace of god into our lives so I, I want to encourage you simplify it brothers and sisters don't try to produce it don't try to come up with it don't try to manufacture that life simply receive it i encourage you to to, to ask the holy spirit to enlarge your capacity this year to receive from the lord to receive from what god has already made available for you amen I want you to know that you have a God who is generous. Come on. I want you to know you have a God who is abundant. Come on, somebody. Amen. I want you to know you have a God who loves to give. He loves to give. He loves to serve. In fact, He's sitting at the right hand of God right now. Jesus interceding for you. I mean, from the cross, I mean, His life honored, all the way to the cross, to the grave, and then resurrected on His way to heaven. He was still thinking about us, blessing us, blessing the church. Look at the book of John. The, that, that upper room discourse. I mean, Jesus going back to the Father, still setting up everything to make sure that the church is going to be okay, that His people is going to be okay. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that the Lord did not miss you out. The Lord is not, did not forget you. You may, you may feel abandoned, but you are not forgotten. You have never been abandoned and you will never be because in Jesus Christ, He has already been abandoned for you. Amen? He took the hard part. He took the hard part. Amen? Simply Receive simply believe and simply receive lord if it is mine then i receive it lord if you already paid for it on the cross then i receive it i receive my healing amen come on i receive my healing you've already given to it to me for free in fact you paid for it did you know that the bible says jesus the chastisement of christ was placed upon you our chastisement was placed upon him so it is your god-given right to sleep in the night it is your god-given right hallelujah not to be anxious about those you can be but you should not you, should, you don't have to. Somebody say amen. amen. There's so many things that we, we, we suffer unnecessarily. But you've got to understand there are some things that you don't have to go through because Jesus already paid for it. You don't have to suffer the things that Jesus suffered as our substitute. You can still suffer the things that Jesus suffered as our example. Persecution and all It's still part of the journey. But when it comes to healing, it's not be a, it should not be a question, Lord. Is it your will for me to be healed? If you're suffering from any physical challenge today, I'm here to encourage you. Jesus already paid for it. Come on, Jesus already paid for it. If you're dealing with anxious thoughts, if you're dealing with panic attacks, if you're dealing with uh, depression, uh, you, you're not a sinner, you're not a loser. God has not forgotten you. You're going through things. You're a human being. You don't have to be a Christian to go through that. There are so many people that are going through that just because they're alive. But I'm here to tell you right now, if you're going through that, you don't have to stay in that. It, it, it's just a season of life. But uh, I'm here to tell you, Jesus already paid for the things that you're going through right now. And you can just claim it, receive it, and say, Lord, I receive it. If it's mine, if, I have, if, if these blessings are made available for me, and it's got my name on them, then I receive it. Simply receive it. Amen? Can I, can I pray just quickly for those people that are going through some mental challenge? Um, if you can just raise your hand for a moment, it's, it's a, this is a safe place. This is a, if you're going through depression maybe or you know of a loved one that's going through it or panic attacks or, or anything like that, uh, we want you to know that you are not forgotten. The Lord loves you. and He cares about you. And, and, and I'm here to encourage you and to pray for you just quickly if you're here on behalf of somebody maybe. I'm seeing hands. If you can just stretch your hands to those people whose hands are raised this morning, this is what church is all about. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, we we just declare, Lord. We declare that by your stripes, by your stripes, we are the healer of the Lord. And the chastisement of our peace was placed upon you. You have been chastised so that we will have shalom. Shalom, Lord, get in our hearts and our minds, Lord. I thank you for this peace that transcends human understanding, guarding our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. We declare the shalom of God in their lives, in their homes, in their marriage, in their soul, In the name of Jesus right now, we declare, Lord God, hallelujah. It's done in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for a miracle. I thank you for a testimony. I thank you, Lord God, for a good news that will come out of this. In Jesus' name, you will get the glory. Your people will benefit from what you've already paid for on the cross. We receive it right now in Jesus' name. And even the loved ones that are not here, in Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen and amen. And amen. We, can we give Jesus a clap offering, everybody? <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you want to enjoy it, build it around Christ, meaning he's the, he's the head, He's the center, He's the first, He's the last, He's in the middle. Jesus, in other words, we are not the center of our universe, Jesus is the center, and everything about us revolves around Jesus. Amen? The Bible t- tells us in Colossians 1, uh, verse 16 and verse 18, it gives us this revelation of being in Christ, doing things through Christ, and doing things for the glory of Christ. If we live our lives with Jesus as the center, part of the equation, all of a sudden we 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 all of a sudden we experience life in, in a different way. Amen. Uh, all of a sudden life will take on a new meaning. Amen. All of a sudden we come up to a new level. Of, of, of living this life because you can, you may try to produce this life apart from Jesus Christ. It will not work. But if you live it, build it around Christ. Jesus being the center. Jesus being the Lord, the Savior. Amen. The answer. Hallelujah. I, It is guaranteed in the scripture that your life will never be the same. Amen. Life apart from Jesus Christ is not life at all so my encouragement brothers and sisters begin to review your life are you trying to to live your life and jesus is not part of it jesus is not part of the equation or are you living your life as jesus in the center of it jesus being the first the middle and the last he is the one brothers and sisters that puts meaning to it praise the lord and that is pretty much a christ-centered life are you here church so so first and all, foremost, you, 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 you got to make a decision to build your life around Christ. If you want to enjoy this life that Jesus has freely given to us. Number two, build it around God-ordained purpose, God, God's purpose, pretty much God's agenda in your life. And Ask yourself a question this year. What are you living for? Amen. What, what, what are you doing? Mean, is, is the life that you have now, the life that you are living, is, it, is Christ the motivation? Is Christ the inspiration of it? Is God's purpose um, the cent- in the center of this life that you are living for? Because here's two, two realities, that, two things that can happen. Number one, you might be a person that's asking God to bless what you're doing, or you're a person that's doing what God is blessing. I'm telling you, if you do, if you live life in accordance to His purpose, in accordance to God's agenda, not our agenda, but His agenda, all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, you will see the difference. Amen you will see the huge difference if you're going to live it around God's purpose. Everything is created twice. Before you see the actual building, you know, purpose or the perspective came first. Purpose precedes product. Amen? Before, everything that you could see right now, uh, purpose came first before the speakers, before the microphone, before the the pulpit. The the fact that you are here in this planet proves that you're already finished in the mind of God. Which means that everything about you, including the budget— has been carefully considered. So if you're worrying about little things, be it known unto you that the God that we serve is the God of purpose, and He did not put you here accidentally, He put you here with a purpose. When I think about the story of Joseph, it excites me and it it empowers me, it enables me, it blesses me that Joseph, when he was young, he just got these dreams. At 17 years old, he got this dream, and we call him Joseph the dreamer. But if we look at this, if you look and study his life, it wasn't his dream, it was the dream of God. It was a dream of God. God saw what was was going to happen in the future. That there's going to be a famine in in the land. There's going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And of course, God was trying to preserve humanity, but it's also trying to preserve the line that will bring the Savior. So there, there was something higher than the dream that Joseph had. It wasn't just his ambition. It wasn't his thing. He did not come up with it. It was actually the dream of God the, the, a fragment part of God, what God saw in the future, and He allowed Joseph to see it, and then when he saw it, ultimately, brothers and sisters, something, you know, uh, just just happened as God purposed it. I'm 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 sharing this to you because I'm talking about God's agenda, God's purpose. Sometimes we go through life just like Joseph. We can relate to this life. There's there's accusation, there's rejection. We are pushed. we, we find ourselves in a pit, and then. You know, there's all kinds of tests along the way, and then we find our place in this, ourselves in a place of confinement, in prison. We want to do things, but we're limited, and and so on and so forth. But I just want you to see this and this this particular thing that happened to Joseph, and I want you to see how the Lord was working behind the scenes. Are you ready for this? Ready? Ready? Okay, let's 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 go back. 17 years old, he received a dream. It was God's dream. What God saw in the future and he allowed Joseph to see a fragment part of what he saw in the future Dropped in his heart, of course, there was a coat of many colors Just to assure Joseph that he's loved and he was favored Because a lot of things will happen along the way and that should preserve him. Amen. And so Joseph was there He was pushed and then when he was pushed rejected by his own brothers He was pushed and he found himself in this pit and then eventually he was sold ended up in Potiphar's house he was almost raped by the wife because he was good looking, but he had integrity and, and so on. And he feared the Lord and so he did not yield to it. And so he ended up in prison and he was in prison. Ladies and gentlemen, while he was pushed by the people who hated his dream, look where God was leading him, to the people who will love his dreams. To the people that are dream lovers and dreamers too. And, God was pushed, you know, sometimes God's rejection, people's rejection is God's protection. Because we're trying to fit in and God wants us to stand out. God is bringing us into the destiny that He has for us. We have desires of our own, but God has a bigger destiny for every single one of us. I wonder who I'm talking to this afternoon. I feel like preaching this afternoon. I wonder who I'm talking to in this place today. You get discouraged because you're seeing all this. Lord, what about the dream? What about the purpose? What about the the things that you promised? What about the word that was spoken over my life many years ago? Whatever happened to those things, God is saying, I'm leading you closer to your destiny. Not away, away from the people who hate you, but closer to your destiny. And then eventually he met, he met this guy. Of course, he had the favor of God. He was in fact, you know, assigned as a leader in prison. And then he, he met what? The baker and the butler, uh, the butler. The baker and the butler and the baker died eventually. Cut the story short. The, the butler was released just as the, uh, Joseph interpreted the dream that he had. And this, this butler two years after remembered about Joseph and this butler opened the door for Joseph to meet Pharaoh and the rest is history. Rewind. If, G, if Joseph did not have a dream, he would not have been hated. If he, was not, he, if he wasn't hated by his brother, he would not have been pushed. If he was not pushed, he would not, ended up, he would not ended up in a pit. If he did not end up in a pit, he would not have been sold. If he was not sold into Potiphar's house, he would not have end, end up, ended up in a jail. Because it was, it was a special jail. If he did not end up in a jail, he would not have met the baker and the butler. If he did not end up there, he would not have met the pharaoh. That assigned him to give, give him the, made him the second most powerful man in that known world at that time. May I ask you a question, was God working or what? Because if you ask Joseph forward when he met his brothers, he said, it was not you who sent me here, but it was God to preserve humanity, to preserve the vision, the dream that God has for us. Don't you ever judge the dream and the purpose of God in your life on the basis of what you're dealing with right now. There are some things in your life today that are current realities, present realities, but they're not the permanent realities. They're not the ultimate reality of your life. Reality is this. Jesus is bringing you closer to the destiny that God has placed for you. I'm probably talking to three three people today, but so be it. Live your life around God's God-ordained purpose, and your life will come come up to the next level. Amen? You're going to go up higher. Number three, if you're going to enjoy and experience this life Jesus came to give to you. Number one, first of all, build it around Christ. Number two, build it around Christ's cause, Christ's purpose. And number three, build it around God-ordained relationships. I've noticed this in the Bible and in life. I've noticed this, that the, the things that matters to God's heart, the things that will be sustained throughout history are always coursed through divine relationships thus the saying your real net worth is your network relationship that god has placed in your life that you're supposed to protect invest in amen amen and 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 allow the lord to to continue to bring whatever it is that he has intended for that for that relationship to uh, bring about the purposes and the plans of god in this life i'm telling you i've been enriched empowered enlarged blessed and spoiled with god-ordained relationships I'm better today stronger today wiser today because of God ordained relationships and I promise you the moment you get yourself you, you get out of yourself out of isolation out of your hiding into the place where God wants you to be make yourself available in the church volunteer you will notice that the ones that are bored are not on board but the moment you get on board into the things of God you will find that it will nourish you, it will strengthen you, it will empower you, hallelujah. All of a sudden, life becomes exciting again. All of a sudden, you are motivated again because here's what I realized, brothers and sisters, a life that is shared is more enjoyable, more fun. It's more fun in the Philippines? No, it's more fun when you share your life and make yourself available in the church, in divine relationship, in life groups. So we encourage you, practical things, do not forsake the assembling together amen your church life does a lot of things more than just you surviving your spiritual life but a lot of things in your marriage in your family in the lives of your children and your children's children amen so be faithful with your church life and then life groups brothers and sisters and then review your relationships where are you investing you know what what kind of relationship are you are you do you have right now On what basis are you building these relationships? Are they built on comfort, convenience, color of skin, or clothes you wear? Or, you build it around God-ordained relationships that accomplishes God-ordained purposes. I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, you want to enjoy it? Build it around Christ, build it around God's purpose, and build it around God-ordained relationships. Do you want to enjoy this life? Jesus came to give it to you for free. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. We give you praise, Lord Jesus, for today. Can we raise our hands for a moment? Lord, we thank You for today. We thank You so much, Lord God, for for the Word that You have imparted to us. Thank You so much, Lord, that You came to give us life. And you You want us to have it more abundantly, to the full, until it overflows. Lord, we just want to thank You. We receive this life. We receive You, Jesus. We allow You, Lord God, to move in our lives. We want to thank You so much, Lord, for the things that You're accomplishing in, through us, and for us, Lord. And thank You so much, oh God, I pray for Your people in this room, in this building. Lord, continue, God, to make real these words that have been imparted to them today. In the name of Jesus, may they find themselves, Lord God, standing upon Christ. May they find themselves fulfilling the purposes of God for their lives. May they find themselves, Lord God, in God-ordained, relationships in the days to come. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said. Everybody said. Can we give God a clap offering one more time? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Napakaganda ng salita ng ba? Naniniwala kami na ito ay makakatulong ng lubos-lubos sa anumang sitwasyon mo sa buhay. Kaya naman, ishare mo rin ito sa iyong pamilya at mga kaibigan upang malaman din nila ang magandang buhay na inilaan para sa kanila ng Diyos. Kung tinanggap mo ang Panginoong Jesus sa unang pagkakataon. Na ka naming makilala. Kumunik na sa amin sa Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph at YouTube at newlife media ph. Ma mo rin kaming i-email sa connect at newlife.ph. Kung na mong suportahan ang ministry na ito, maaaring magbigay ng donasyon sa newlife.ph slash alabang give. Maraming maraming salamat.